Welcome to Episodes of Television. This is your host, Donald, again. And today, we are wrapping up Ed, Ed, and Eddie. This is the final Ed, Ed, and Eddie podcast. It has been one weird, crazy ride. From the start of the show, you know, we had the introduction of the Kankers. The Eds, they were trying to find a serial toucher. Eddie pranked them. Like, he got himself and everybody else with an atomic stink bomb. He taught Jimmy how to do scams. Jimmy got revenge on the Eds because Eddie wedgied him. Tons and tons of adventures over the course of... Realistically, five seasons. Six seasons was only like two episodes. And it has a weird timeline to it. In the second season, there's a Christmas in July episode. In season four, it's June. In season five, it's September and time for school. I've I've said this on multiple podcasts. Ed has been my favorite favorite character through this entire thing and that will never change and when I was watching the movie the big picture show there's a scene near the end where Ed just says something and he gets this huge grin on his face and I could not stop laughing it was so hilarious because it it's one of those just perfectly timed out of nowhere, doesn't make any sense, then the goofy, cheesy, giant, smiling, grinny face just is the icing on the cake. This has been, or this is one of my favorite childhood shows, and I am glad I could um, go over it, go over the episodes, the different quotes, And bring that to you guys. It's kind of like on last podcast. There's a little bit of a melancholy feel. But I have had so much fun doing this. And even though the last few podcasts have just been crammed full of episodes. It has still been so much fun. And I just want to say thank you everyone for listening. For going along on the ride. I've got things in store for the podcast and you know I just want to get into it I just let's just start the big picture show there's a silent opening we'll see like a a shot of somewhere in the cul-de-sac and then it comes up big picture show shot of the cul-de-sac credits shot of the cul-de-sac credits we see it's a very calm day Uh, there's a breeze there's a sprinkler going Uh, and we see that some items are being unattended there's a drink and and a checkerboard on a front lawn there's nobody using the sprinkler and then we see shots of a destroyed alley there's like paint or something all over the fence, the fence is destroyed, there's a tree going through it. 
And then all of a sudden, we just, we cut to Ed's room. We see him bulldoze the door. And he goes in, and he's trying to pull his sock off with his mouth. And it, <laughs> there's a hole in it for his toe. So this next thing I want to say, you know, it didn't resonate with me when I was watching it. Because I've, I've come to expect these, like, weird little things. But... There's a hole in the sock, and he packs it full of stuff like comics, clothes, he a monster model kit, um, and he stuffs it all in the sock. And when he's packing stuff up, he unburies a toaster, throws throws bread in it, and makes some toast so he can make some butter toast and throw it in his sock. We see Sarah cutting out part of a cardboard box and she's filming pirate jimmy he said he says things like you better swash your buckle i don't i don't know what that means and then we cut to double d's room after um ed comes out he's he's got his sock full of stuff he's got sponges um i don't remember the season but the episode where double d is super sleepy because he stayed up all night working on a toothpick bridge model thing so he's got all these sponges he throws up throws them up in the air tells them to be free and he runs off and sarah and jimmy are like what's going on so we cut to the double d he's writing a letter to his parents and he has some really good handwriting and i understand it's a cartoon so he's going to have better handwriting but i have not seen handwriting that neat I really haven't um he's writing a letter to confess that he was part of a reprehensible abhorrent hurtful and he he keeps pausing while he's writing it to gather himself and he's like in tears and then he just the more he writes the worse his handwriting gets because of he's shaken up that much. Ed comes in, and then we cut straight to Eddie, who's packing a suitcase, and he goes to move it, but it's way too heavy. Then Ed comes in, and Double or Eddie says, "What about Sockhead?" So Ed fishes out Double D, so all the Eds are in Eddie's house. They're on the run because they did something bad. Eddie says, let's go hide in my brother's room. This scam, obviously a scam, went so bad. The Eds are hiding. I want to know what happened. Eddie gives Double D a glass, like a drinking glass. And he holds it to the door and everything's silent. And then he just starts hearing Ed crunch on this butter toast that he's seen. Double D turns his head with this look of like shock on his face. Like, how can you eat at a time like this? And then he drops the glass. And then we see kids are pounding on the door. Now, this door is like locked up tight. It's got a bolt in the floor, chains on the door with a padlock. It's got a deadbolt on the top. And you know, like how in older buildings they would have that little piece of metal holds a piece of wood like a board and you put the board there 
so you can't pull the door open. Yeah, they have that. And the the kids are just they're they start breaking the locks. And then I don't even know how to say this. Ed sees a thing on the wall. You know like something that says in in case of emergency. This says in case of movie break glass. And inside of that is a peanut. Ed breaks it open and there's a key inside and the key is for the car that's in the same room. I I probably could have set this up way better. Um in Eddie's brother's room there is a car on one side and across from the car is a stuffed camel that which looks like a Dr. Seuss creature. And the window is full of bricks. Uh, we see there's a vent in the floor full of bricks. So there's only one way in and out and that's the door. Eddie's trying to start the car but the car won't start. And the kids break through the door at which point Ed decides to we're gonna Flintstones this thing. He stamps his feet through the bottom of the car, lifts up and runs. And from the kids we see that Naz is missing hair in multiple spots. Uh, Rolf looks like he said some like somebody's bit him, like bit chunks out of him. Kevin's covered in scratches and bruises. Uh, Plank, we see when the Eds get out of the house, Plank lands on the windshield and we see that there's like cuts into him. Uh, we see that Johnny has a bear trap on his head and I'm still asking what happened? Somehow Ed got the car up on top of the wooden fence through the alley so like there's a wooden fence on both sides and the car's on top of that and he's running. Rolf catches up and is pulling him out of the car but Double D and Eddie save him. They pull him back in the car, they keep going and then we see that the Eds have made it to the dump and now it's a showdown with Kevin and he keeps ramming them and ramming them and ramming them and as they go Kevin's catching up to him on bike, Rolf's on Wilfred uh, we see Naz is on skates and Johnny's on foot and they're all in hot pursuit of the Eds. Kevin leaps from his bike onto the car and Rolf gets on the car and then we see Johnny climb on and Naz climbs on and as they're going you know Ed's like I didn't do it Eddie did it Eddie says it wasn't me it was Double D and they're just staring down at the Eds they're ready to just pull them out of the car and beat them up be done with it Double D says excuse me reaches out the window and grabs the little I call it a carousel the little thing you you grab the side and you run around and jump on it spins and at the playground because double D has done this the kids start flying off the off the car and double D loses his grip and then the car takes off start flying away and we see a shot of Rolf and it looks like someone took a giant bite out of his side Seriously, like if you took a bite out of a sandwich, that's what Rolf's side looks like. 
and we, we find out Naz's full name. Well, first and last name. Naz von Fartenschmier. She says that nobody will ever get the best of Naz, Naz van Fartenschmier. Sarah and Jimmy are excited because they're like, ooh, they're going to beat the ads up. Yay. I think they seen the kids or something. And then they, they got excited. They want to go see this. It's a it's time for a picnic. Ooh, then we cut back to the Eds, and Ed runs into a giant boulder. They say rock, but it's pretty big. And when he runs into it, the car explodes, and we see that Ed is in the muffler. Eddie is the window, and Double D is on on the top of this big, massive boulder. Uh, he's in his seat. His seatbelt's holding him in. They're trying to figure out what to do. And Ed suggests that they join the circus because Eddie can be the world's smallest elephant and Double D can be the clown. Eddie says, let's go see my brother. We're going to cut to Johnny. He is sneaking across the cul-de-sac. He sneaks into his backyard and he goes into a tree. He he lifts up an egg and there's a button in it and he presses it and opens a door in the tree. He goes in and then he sits down in a watermelon. He spins plank in one. He sits in one. Then out comes Captain Melonhead and Splinter the Wonderwood. Kevin and Az are on bike. And they're getting in the face with bugs, and then just a huge, just random swarm of bugs uh, causes them to wipe out. And Naz is like, uh, he's like, she's like, <sighs> she's like, I, I forgive you for wiping out and all this. She opens her arms up, and Kevin runs right past her to his bike. And they figure out where the Eds are going. Who, who does Eddie trust more than his two friends? His brother. We gotta find out where his brother lives and get there before them. And we see Rolf is on the trail. He's uh, on a wagon full of supplies being pulled by Wilfred. He finds the car and he studies the scene. He cracks an egg on the engine. He's He pours honey, I think on a seat and takes a muffin and like he dabs up the the honey there's a hair in it and then he puts the egg the egg's been frying on the engine block he puts that on top and then Wilfred eats it and then you know Rolf gets mad that Wilfred ate it but Wilfred's a pig he's not gonna have any sense of oh I shouldn't have done that as they're wandering around like a big open area, big grassy area, they pass through a little gate that says private property, and it's just, I put field with cows. It's just a field, big open grass field with cows, or moo-moos as Ed likes to call them. Eddie reveals he doesn't know where his brother lives, but it's up to Double D to find out. That just really threw me. Eddie has a postcard. I didn't write this down. Eddie has a postcard that says Mondo Agogo on one side, and on the other side, 
it's dressed a pipsqueak and it's signed his big brother. But he doesn't share that with Double Well, Double D takes it from Ed because Ed wanted it because his Eddie's brother signed it. But Double D takes it to try to find out where he sent it from so they could go there. Eddie takes it back. Double D's trying to piece stuff together, starts writing on leaves, putting them on this giant cobweb. And I wrote reference time. He mentions the stink bomb, the Armenian hot sauce, uh, the various pranks, the treasure maps. And he looks at Ed's comic and says, Lemon Brook Gag Factory. Eddie references that they hate mascots. Sarah and Jimmy, they grab their picnic basket and they're running. And they run straight into the trailer park and we see the cankers are doing laundry. The cankers find Jimmy hiding. It was really by accident. They're pulling laundry and end up pulling Jimmy up. Then they start fighting over him. Jimmy says that they want to go see the Eds get beat up. Then Sarah shows up and the cankers tackle her. And then Lee gives Sarah a wet willy. And to save Sarah from another wet willy or anything worse, Jimmy says that the Eds did something bad. The kids wouldn't beat him up. So now the cankers are like, we got to save our boyfriends that don't love us back. I added that part. They don't actually say it. Yeah, it's find the gag factory, and they're looking for a way in. And we see Rolf has made it to the field of cows. And here, Wilfred just kind of runs off. while he milks a cow for milk. Because he's, he calls it in an interrogation. He said, he, he milks a cow into a wooden bucket, drinks it, and he says, the interrogation is complete. I don't, I don't get it. Well, we find out that the gag factory has shut down. This is an older comic. It's nothing like relatively new. It's at least 10 years old. Double D says he's going to go in the office to look for, like, employee records. Maybe his brother worked there for a minute. Eddie has Frank Gum offers it to Ed, and he's, Ed gets zapped. And as he's zapped, we see different versions of Ed throughout the series. We see old Ed. We see old-time cartoon Ed, mascot Ed, baby Ed, more like toddler Ed, but... You know, we see all these as he's getting zapped. One thing I did notice, in the office where Double D's looking for files, he pulls out a folder for employee files and just dust comes out. And on the wall there's a calendar that says 1978. So at some point in 1978, I'm guessing this factory shut down. I can't verify that though. There's no way to verify that. Double D calls for Ed and Eddie, but doesn't see them, starts wandering around looking for them. Um, Eddie comes out with an ax on his head. He's like, run away, Double D. Ed's got like a, looks like he's got a fork through the head. And he says, if looks could kill, I'd be dead, Double D. Double D goes into panic mode and they laugh. Because they pranked him. 
And then they uh, Ed offers him jelly beans. And when Double D finally gets it, gets the lid unscrewed, it explodes with big fake snakes. And they rain down everywhere. It even sends Double D flying. Well, this jelly bean snake can prank explosion gives him away. Um, Kevin and Naz see the rain of fake snakes and they they're like they're at the gag factory let's go get them Rolf is looking for Wilfred and he's holding his shoe behind his back and Wilfred's like I've seen this before and Wilfred jumps out of a bush not really jumps but like runs out of a bush and attacks Rolf in this big like Wagon full of supplies falls on Rolf and Wilfred runs away. As I mentioned, Double D flew because of the prank and he is stuck at the top of a waterfall. There's a there's a rock jutting out and he is his hat's through that. Eddie and Double D or Eddie and Ed, I'm sorry, Eddie and Ed are looking for Double D. They hear him yelling. And they finally look up to see him, and Ed throws Eddie up to hit Double D to, to knock him loose from the rock. So, Eddie and Double D both fall, make a huge splash, revealing treasure at the bottom of a waterfall. And Ed gets soaked with the water, and then the Eds decide to head downstream because Eddie remembered that his brother is a whaler and Double D says that if he's a whaler he should live somewhere down by the by the ocean side Sarah and Jimmy are pulling the cankers and Jimmy's tired out and Sarah's trying to like hey gotta get up gotta keep going and then she gets this idea and she says, hey, Lee, I, I like your toenail polish or something. And then we see Lee's feet. And the, the characters have four fingers and three toes. And I never really paid a lot of attention to that before. And the feet are very, like, crudely drawn, if I'm being nice about it. No, I, I never noticed that these characters have three toes. I've never noticed that once. I feel kind of stupid now. So, um, Lee gets out her nail polish. It's a bucket of paint. Sarah slams it down onto Lee's hand. I didn't see what Marie did, but it may fell, and Marie and Lee crashed into a tree. And then May was chasing Sarah and Jimmy in like a figure eight. We're coming back to Melonhead and Splinter the Wonderwood. They're searching the city, mailboxes, around street corners, behind street signs. And they can't find the Eds. So Splinter says, we'll take the bus. So they wait at the bus stop. Kevin and Ez make it to the gag factory. Naz notices a label on a filing cabinet drawer. It says, Dusty, Dusty, Dusty. She says, hey, this is something Double D would say. So I wrote, Double D is leaving a trail. 
right after I facepalmed myself. Because I was just like, seriously, you're the smart one, but you're leaving the evidence. Naz falls and inadvertently turns the power on. Kevin's bike gets lifted up on this conveyor belt, and Naz is like, I think I can reach it. And the conveyor belt catches her shirt and lifts her up. Well, Kevin goes to save his bike from this, like, giant funnel thing. But Naz falls on him, and him, Naz, and the bike all go through this this big funnel thing. We see that through some horseplay, Double D has lost his hat down by the, the stream. Whether it's um, I don't know if it'd be a creek or a river. I think it, I think I think it's. Is there anything in between? Because it's bigger than a like a regular creek, but it's not as big as a river. I'm pretty sure. Double D loses his hat. Ed asks him if it hurts. Now I really want to know what is under his hat. Uh, the Eds have made a boat. It it's a uh, a giant mallard, giant duck. And Ed has named it the SS Mutant, almost a chicken duck. And they hop in and set sail. The Kankers chase Sarah and Jimmy into this like patch of like tall um, sunflowers. Um, the ads had been through there. There wasn't really anything to really write down except for that they had been there. And Sarah flicks a bug off of Jimmy so he doesn't scream. And it hits the, these two sunflowers. And Lee looks up real quick and her hair pops up. And it reveals that she has three eyes. So most characters have two eyes, four fingers, three toes, but Naz has, or uh, I'm sorry, Lee has three eyes. I don't know why I said Naz. The cankers go off and Sarah and Jimmy find Wilfred and they use a candy apple in Jimmy's back pocket to, you know, they sit on him, hold it in front of him and lead him out of the, uh, the sunflower field. Uh, Melonhead gets on the, uh, he gets on the bus, and he's, he says, well, Plank, we made it on the bus. Wait, where's Plank? Plank, where are you? Yeah, he's not even calling him Splinter anymore. Giving away his alter ego. You don't do that. Well, come to find out, Plank is driving the bus, and he is changing the destination from downtown to Vengeance. The Eds have crashed into a tree in a swamp and they're stuck. And then Ed and Eddie, they run off and they get trapped in quicksand. They end up sinking down into the quicksand. And Double D, he cries, he's he's distraught, he, he doesn't know what to do. Um, he, he just lost his best pals. And then Eddie says, gotcha. They pranked him again. Said it's only knee deep. Can't sink in it. So now Double D is beyond angry. He's walking away. Eddie touches his shoulder. And Double D turns around and starts yelling at him. (laughs) 
he, he's like, you're nefarious scams and all this stuff and blah, blah, blah. And, and Ed, he's standing off the side. He says, I help too. <laughs> Double D just stares at him. Double D and Eddie, they get in a fight. And Double D kicks Eddie off of him and he says he's done. He's going back home because facing his punishment home at home is a lot better than walking around with somebody like Eddie. And this upsets Ed so very much. He is, he is heartbroken. His best friends aren't best friends anymore. Um, as Double D's walking away, Eddie cries and he admits it's all his fault. And Double D hears him and comes back and, and gives him a little prank like, hey, what's that on your shirt? Flicks his nose kind of prank. And then they're friends again. Naz, Kevin, and the bike come out of this long pipe in the swamp. And Kevin goes to his bike to clean it up, doesn't care about Naz. And this makes Naz mad because she's been ignored by him this whole time and she's giving off signs. Which. <sighs> Some episodes, she likes being with Kevin. Other episodes, she's really into Double D. This one, she's really pushing the signs at Kevin, but he's not picking up on them at all. I think she should have stuck with Double D. Just my two cents. Naz goes off and makes a fire. Kevin warms up to her. Nice fire. Hey, I've got a sandwich. Naz takes it and eats it. And they start warming up to each other. You know, she's... She's letting it all go because Kevin's finally warming up to her. But then Kevin says he forgot his bike. So Naz throws his bike. And then she just disappears. He hears her scream, but she's like nowhere to be found. Uh, we see that Rolf, um, after his encounter with Wilfred, uh, this little metal thing came down on top of his head, trapping him. So he's just wandering around aimlessly, and he's wandered aimlessly into the swamp. The Kankers found Rolf and take him. And we see that it's getting dark, and they're like, well, we should get some sleep. The next morning, Kevin wakes up and sees Eddie and starts chasing him. It wasn't Eddie. No, it was Marie Kanker in disguise. Uh, they catch Kevin, he's on his bike, and they like hit him or grab him or something, and he's upside down, you see his hat fall, and uh, they did something to his bike, and he's, he's like super like worried now because his precious, precious bike. The Eds have now, uh, they were running. Uh, I forget why. They were like running. They were wanting breakfast. That's what it was. They were wanting breakfast and they ran off. Uh, they ran off a cliff. Very much like. Oof. I think it was. The Truth or Dare episode where they dared to be each other. 
They ran off a cliff and Double D yelled improbable alert. I was expecting that, but no, he didn't yell that. They fell onto um, one of the, the seats, the little pod things for a Ferris wheel. They have made it to an amusement park, and they've caused an amusement park sign to fall. They were, Ed was scared of heights on the Ferris wheel. He's running and running and running and running and running, and vroom, they go flying, hit the sign, it falls over, and Double D says it looks familiar. And it does look familiar because it's the same as on Eddie's postcard. You remember way back when in the movie where I said Eddie has a postcard from his brother? That's where it came from. Eddie's running around looking for his brother and Ed stops and he's just staring. Eddie tells him to get back to looking and Ed says, look, it's a whale trailer. Sarah and Jimmy follow Wilfred, who's been eating corn dogs on the ground. I don't know how they how I'll I'll get there in a second. Uh, the cankers catch up to the Eds, and they've got Kevin, Rolf, and Nas tied up. I don't understand how all the kids have found their way to Ed and Eddie. There was no sign of them going to uh, to an amusement park. No sign that they were going to the ocean side. No. The only thing they could figure out was the gag factory. The rest has been all like pure dumb luck or something. Kevin's ready to beat up Eddie. Eddie knocks on the door and there's Eddie's brother. And Eddie's brother, uh, he looks like a tall older Eddie. He's got a goatee. He's got a jacket. Uh, he's got a hat on. I'm, I'm going to start saying brother for Eddie's brother because I don't want to say Eddie's brother, Eddie's brother, Eddie's brother. I'm just going to say brother, okay? Brother meets Ed and Double D, calls Double D Eddie's girlfriend. And brother agrees to help Eddie and his pals. But first he wants to play a game of uncle. First person to say uncle loses. Immediately. Immediately, Eddie says uncle, but brother doesn't stop. And now the kids are seeing that brother is a huge jerk, real huge jerk. Um, he uses Eddie, he like a club and hits double D and the kids start standing up to him, start standing up to brother for Eddie. You know, like, Hey, that's not right. That's not cool. You can't do that. You know, you're supposed to be a, a good big brother. You're not supposed to be a jerk. Eddie has grabbed hold of the door to the trailer, the whale trailer. And brother was pulling him and he turns around and there was so much strain on the door. It comes off, bam, hits him in the face. Eddie is still holding onto the door. As he hits his brother and he rolls. And brother says uncle as he turns and falls face down. And Eddie confesses. Flat out confesses in front of everybody. He's talking to Double D. 
All the kids are around to hear him. He says he lied about his brother. He he did this scams. He did everything through this series because he wanted to be liked. The kids, oh, they come at Eddie and they grab him and they throw him up in the air and they start cheering. Eddie's finally got this sense of like, the kids don't actually hate me. Then Melonhead and Plank show up. Melonhead holds Plank out like Plank's on a stick. Gets Eddie Double D and Ed and throws him over, just like over onto the ground. The kids tackle Melonhead, call him stupid and idiot moron, things like that. But I don't see why they should say that because he doesn't know what just happened. He hasn't been there. Kevin invites everyone over, says jawbreakers for everyone. And Double D says, or Eddie says, um, we've waited so long to be liked or something. And Double D says, it only took 130 episodes, four specials, and a movie. The kids are growing off and they start singing the friendship song back from season four. If it hurts, you know, and you stub your toe. Friends are there to help you or something like that. Um, I honestly don't remember. Whenever I hear that song, I just tune out. Immediately, just boom, my ears just shut off. The Kankers take brother into the trailer, pull the door up. Double E puts a label. The end. And then credits. And while the credits are going, that annoying, stupid friendship song plays. After the credits, we see that deep underground. Johnny and Plank are planning revenge for what happened. He says that Captain Melonhead and Splinter are done. And that darkness will rise with the gourd and timber, the dark charred. And I really like this scene because it really, it could set up another movie or another season. I really love that. But Plank tells him, it's the end of the movie. And that is Ed, Ed, and Eddie's big picture show. I'm going to go through some quotes real quick. Just got a small handful. When they're hiding in the room, Ed jumps on the camel. And he says, my lucky mutated horsey will save us. And he's rocking back and forth on it. He goes, giddy up horsey, don't let your mutated lump slow you down. At one point, oof, when was that? I think it was like right after the car exploded against the boulder. Ed says, Double D's dark side makes my armpit sweat, Eddie. Kevin's talking to Naz. They just figured out that they're going to Eddie's brother's. Kevin says, if they get there before we get there, they'll never get theirs. Rolf is talking to Wilfred. I think it was right after Wilfred ate the uh, muffin honey egg thing. Rolf says, 
Do you think this is party time for 1999? At one point, I think they were in the field of cows. Ed says, oh boy, oh boy, I forget what we're doing. After the uh, quicksand thing, Ed says, or Eddie says, you can't sink in it. And Ed says, you got that right, Eddie, because sinks are Mother Nature's own cereal bowl. And, oh my gosh, this line. Oh, boy. I don't even know if I can say it because I'm going to start laughing. Eddie's brother just picked up Eddie, who's giving him a nookie, saying, oh, you're still causing trouble like the old days. And then just out of nowhere, out of left field, Ed is standing there and he says, I smell my fingers after I eat cheese. He's got this huge smile on his face and I could not stop laughing. It hit my funny bone that hard. Just boom, out of nowhere. Boom, perfect deadline. Boom, perfect facial expression. That scene nailed it. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. So that is it for Ed and Eddie. It is time to officially say goodbye to the Eds, to the cul-de-sac, to the other kids. And it is time to start moving forward. There won't be a podcast next month. And I'm not, like, closed off to the idea of wanting to revisit it and talk different things about the ads. I'm really not opposed. The podcast will be moving forward onto another show. There won't be a podcast next month. So there's going to be this podcast, a month break. Boom, we're hitting your pretty face is going to hell. On IMDb, the description for the show is a live-action workplace comedy about Gary, an associate demon, as he attempts to capture souls on Earth in order to climb the corporate ladder of the underworld. This stars Craig Rowan as Claude, Matt Servito as Satan, I hope I'm saying that name right, and Henry Zabrowski as Gary. And if the name Henry Zabrowski sounds familiar, he is he is part of last podcast on the left. You may know him from that. He's been uh, several other shows, such as The Wolf of Wall Street, Dirty Grandpa, The Characters, Murder Fist. Pretty sure we all know how to use IMDb. So if you want to check out other things he's been in, go to IMDb. Look him up, see what else he's been in. I will be covering the entire first season of your pretty face is going to hell. There's four seasons, they're all on Hulu. First season is short, it's six episodes. Episodes include Welcome to Hell, Bone Garden, Take Life by the Horns, Schmickler 83, Devil in the Details, and People in Hell Want Ice Water. You can find the podcast at Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, uh, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Stitcher. You can follow me on Twitter at EPSOFTV. 
and send me an email at epsoftv at gmail.com. This is a little bit different of a wrap-up. Usually I'm like, well, these are the next episodes I'm covering on Ed, Ed, and Eddie, but here we go, you know. Man, it's... I, I think it hit me real bad on the last podcast that we'd be saying goodbye to the Eds. But on the note that, you know, the Eds are now part of the, the cul-de-sac group. They're not the outcasts trying to get in, trying to scam people out of their money and their... Everyone's wanting to butt heads. Um, I think it, because it ended on that, on a positive note, it doesn't leave such a, like a, like a bitter taste in the mouth, so to speak. Like I said, you can find the podcast on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Stitcher. You can follow me on Twitter at EPSOFTV. You can send me an email at EPSOFTV at gmail.com. And remember, there's going to be a break. There's not going to be a podcast in July. So in August, I will be starting Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell, covering the entire first season on the next episode of television. Hey everybody, you're listening to some of the older episodes of the episodes of television podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it. Um, I do want to let you in on some information as the podcast has changed over the last, I don't know, year and almost two years that I've done this. Um, The podcast is no longer available on Podbean. It is available on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Casts, and Radio Public. And I am no longer on Twitter. Um, I deleted the Twitter back in like June, I think. June 2020, I believe. Um, I just wanted to give you guys a heads up on to the, um, the information that I give out at the end of the podcast, how much it has changed, and I didn't really want to go through and chop out little tiny pieces of the podcast and repost them when I can just add this. It's so, so much easier. Um, again, no longer on Podbean, no longer on Twitter. Um, on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Casts, and Radio Public. Uh, if you want to keep listening, thank you so very much for listening. I do appreciate it. Thank you.